Hello, uh, my name is uh, Albert Lois. I'm the CEO of eTech Resources Inc., uh, a Canadian company with uh, assets, uh, rare earth development assets in uh, Namibia. Um, very happy to introduce this uh, project uh, to you. Um, eTech Inc. was listed uh, on the 21st of uh, October, and uh, since that time, um, we are developing our uh, uh, resource um, exploration on the ground in uh, Namibia. Uh, in this uh, listing, we have managed to uh, uh, list 5 million, and uh, this is where uh, we continue to develop the maiden resource, which was already available before the, list, uh, before the listing further into, uh, into a sizable uh, resource. So that's our main target. Well, who am I? Um, I'm a mining engineer by background. Um, I have worked in the value chains of, uh, uh, of minerals, uh, of uh, metals, and I have developed through the value chains up to the back end of critical raw materials. Um, my background is that I have been a CEO of mining companies, um, of international mining consulting companies uh, before. Uh, international mining company called uh, DMT in uh, Germany, which is the biggest um, mining consulting company in Germany. Um, I have been the head of business development of the uh, Resource Alliance, which was a group of uh, mid and downstream players from big German corporate businesses that have a big demand for such critical raw materials for their future and high-tech uh, products. Um, so I've been looking at this atmosphere for, atmosphere for a long time, including rare earths. Um, my presence in rare earths is probably about 10 years. I have done a lot of bench, internationally benchmarking with uh, our downstream customers of the big automobile companies, about uh, of the, the big tech companies, such as uh, BMW, Volkswagen, um, and uh, Mercedes, Siemens, Bosch, ThyssenKrupp, and various others. Uh, and, and that's where a lot of my experience from the mid and downstream market comes from. I know what the market needs in terms of technical specs, but also in terms of uh, strategy and, and future uh, market uh, approaches. Uh, and, and this know-how I will contribute pretty much from the mine to the market to uh, this very project, the Eureka project uh, and neodymium, presodymium project in uh, in Namibia. Okay, brilliant. Um, look, lovely, lovely to meet you. You're obviously brand shining new uh, company, but you're walking in with a with a main resource, as, as you say, and looking to expand that. So, um, rare earth Namibia, Namibia, good jurisdiction from what we uh, know of it. Rare earth, quite a complex geopolitical uh, space to be operating in. So, I just want to, because we've not met or spoken before, I want to try and understand what it is that you set out to do a month ago. Um, you know, what, what's what's the plan? What are you trying to do? Yeah, so what we are starting with is uh, an est on the ground that uh, has been uh, geologically uh, uh, ex explored on the outcrop, but also up to uh, uh, a depth uh, of about 150 meters now with uh, uh, a trenching campaign, uh, RC campaign, and a diamond uh, drilling campaign. The um, results so far have delivered uh, a resource with uh, a relatively high grade of uh, NDPR in a very pure monocyte uh, in a carbonatitic um, 
lithology. This means that the material that we're looking at is uh, very simple in terms of, uh, of mineralogy and, and processing. Um, it is very, uh, the monazite is, is very pure and with simply gravitational and uh, magnetic separation means in the, in the first run beneficiation pass, we can already reach um, a recovery of, of more than 65% um, and a concentrated product of, of more than 60%. Well, this is of course not representative. This is, these are the first runs that we have done with some bulk material, but uh, it is very promising for the development of the further resource. And I think that's where we're starting with. Um, and um, we're very enthusiastic um, ab about the, uh, the potential Okay, so, so the, the, benefica the benefication process is quite simple, as you say, and I do want to talk about that in a second, but I want to, I want to come back to the plan. It's like, obviously, you've gone into a public vehicle, right? For, first of all, uh, that's a complicated beast in its own right. And so you, where, who, which of the team members have got the, uh, a bit, the experience of having run a public company before? The experience of the public uh, uh, company is uh, in the, uh, in, in as well, the, the shareholder crowd, as in uh, the uh, management itself. Um, we have various uh, people in the management that have been working from big public, uh, public companies, um, myself uh, included. Um, and um, we're at the moment a very technical and strategic team that know all the players uh, on the value chains for rare earth specifically. We have geologists which are very uh, we have, a, which have a very long track record uh, in exploring critical raw materials projects, including rare earths. Um, and we have a management uh, team that have the contacts to all those stakeholders along the rare earth value chains, including the investors. Um, and that, that's what we're starting from. My own personal experience comes uh, from my interaction with investors uh, in uh, the, the Resource Island, uh, Alliance. Uh, in, when we were supplying um, the big German companies with intelligence on the uh, various value chains. They have been cooperating with major investment companies around the world uh, in, in doing so, in, in targeting those critical raw materials assets that they need for the supply for their high-tech products. So I've been uh, in contact with those investor groups already for a very long time. Um, and, and this is something that uh, I can fall back to now. Okay, but okay. So, what's, what's the structure of your register then? Is, are you suggesting that there's a lot of institutional uh, contacts? But is it is it heavily leaning towards the institutional investor as well? Is that where the money's come from, or is it retail? At the moment, we're starting from a TS6V public listing approach. So, the from, from the very beginning on, about four years ago, when this project was discovered in uh, um, in Namibia. The project has been bring, brought along with a, a very low capital uh, footprint and a very high result. Uh, in the moment that the maiden resource was proven, obviously more exploration was uh, desired in the, uh, in the framework of uh, diamond drilling. And um, this has been, um, th this has been pre-financed by uh, a share of the group that uh, has, has come uh, into play now. And uh, in the term uh, of, a, of an RTO, we have been uh, able to turn the company now into e-tech resources um, and work with that equity capital of, uh, of 5 million now. And this is a good start for us. That will certainly uh, bring us to our 
following diamond drilling campaign. Okay, um, let me stop because I want, I want to make sure I walk away from this conversation knowing exactly what's going on. Okay, so pre previously it, it was called Battery Road Capital Corp. You've done the RTO and so was this asset in Battery Road Capital or was it elsewhere? Asset is originally coming from eTech Metals, a UK listed company. And in the uh, framework of this RTO, it has been turned over into uh, eTech Resources, which is now a Canadian company with a subsidiary in Namibia, um, eTech Kalapuza Mining. Uh, and from there, we, uh, we work the ground. Okay, so um, so assets being vended in, um, you've RTO'd into this shell. So you've inherited a bunch of retail investors. Where were the new investors from? Were they your own contacts, or did you, whoever raised the five million just put in put in their uh, clients? Those are primary investors. They uh, they are not my my personal contacts. Um, it has been uh, uh, a group of investors that have been helping the original project owners to turn their money situation around and uh, without actually stopping the expiration uh, up to of course the moment of the preparation of the listing to uh, to be to be able to find the, that five million on the, on the TS, uh, TSX fee. Okay. Okay. Understood. Okay. Let, let's 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 move move away from the kind of the share register um, component here. So but again, back to the business plan. So you say you've you've vended an asset in. You've got a very technical team um, around you. You're not even a month old. What type of company are you? What am I buying into? Is this is this an exploration company who will then flip this off to someone who will develop it, or are you looking to work out how you? The company take this through to some end state, which may or may not be production, but maybe bringing partners in or whatever. So what, what, what type of company am I buying into? Well, coming from the perspective that it's a very high quality asset, which is easily processable, of course, now we are going for um, enhancing the, uh, the maiden resource which exists by our various programs. And this is um, one of our main targets. The... Um, um, MRE update of the listing itself showed that uh, in our last exploration campaign, which included our seen diamond drilling, um, we can reach an additional uh, uh, upside potential of uh, up to one and a half million ton of inferred resources, as has been uh, stated in the report by SRK UK. But this is, of course, not where it's ending. We are already preparing the next exploration campaign, and uh, we expect a, a very big upside uh, above that just mentioned number. But how, so, but how do you set that number? Because you've got to you've got to design your activity within the constraints of your finances, obviously. But you've got to you've got to have a number in mind that you need to reach, and then then you reach another point of so what? So what do you do with it? Do you go out and raise more money off the back of that? Do you need to bring a partner in? Do you, I mean, how do you plan and map out the next, say, tw you know, 12 months? And what, what are those catalyst moments? So in the, in the next 12 months, we will purely go for the, uh, uh, for the enhancement of the volume uh, of, the, of the asset. Um, and um, this, is, this is primarily done by the... Uh, 5 million, which is available from uh, from the listing. In the meantime, we also know that there will, on the back of our uh, already, um, yeah, 
successful exploration campaign. We just got our first uh, press release out two days ago, and we've proven that the um, uh, highlights of the uh, last exploration campaign, the first seven holes out of 20, already show uh, a depth increase of about 100 meters under the pitch shell that we had right now, uh, or in the, in the maiden uh, resource campaign, of 50 meters. So we are looking at successful um, results. We, on the back of that, we will contact the market as well private as institutional uh, players, partly out of uh, uh, known interest groups from my side uh, and from the shareholder side, but um, partly uh, also reaching out to uh, bigger institutional groups to, to uh, raise fresh capital after uh, the results of the second uh, big campaign in 2021, uh, start 2022, will, will, will have arrived. So at the moment, we are still getting in uh, results of our first bigger diamond drilling campaign of about five and a half thousand uh, meters of, uh, of core. Um, we will bring out regular updates to the market in terms of press releases, um, which I'm very excited about, uh, up to the start of uh, 2022. Um, and then we'll consecutively plan a new financing uh, route somewhere in 2022 to be able to uh, to not move the speed and to move forward to a larger resource that then can deliver uh, a representative uh, view on uh, the deposit that we have in the ground and um, look forward to how we can beneficiate this material uh, in uh, yeah in a cost efficient uh, and in also a very um, um, recovery and, and great efficient way. Okay, look, so I will come to the beneficiation components. Um, just a couple of things there. You, you talk about um, intercepts, 100, you know, up to 100 meters below um, the, the current resource, which, which is good, uh, and, and some quite high, high grades uh, uh, along the way as well. Um, but how do you interpret that? How, how are we meant to interpret that as investors? What, what does that mean? Does that mean that the resource potentially could double in size, or it's because it's much higher that there's, you're going to be much more efficient? I'm not sure how to read the press release. Yeah, well, I think knowing that this is not a representative statement, what we have proven with this, that the carbonatetic dikes that carry the TRO, uh, the rare earth-rich uh, monocyte are actually extending from the bottom where they're sprouting from, from the magmatic uh, uh, origin, so to say, that they reach out all the way to to the outcrop, which which is very favorable, of course. Um, this is at least the, the theorem that we're following now. We know that we have several of those um, flat bedded inclined dikes lined up in a in a sort of a swarm next to each other. Um, we in 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 the exploration so far we have been finding these targets, and this is what our PR proves. We're further extending those, so we're completely uh, open still in, uh, in in our strike, uh, in in our uh, exploration direction, and 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 also still to depth because we only have drilled to uh, about 200, uh, 300 meter bore depth, uh, uh, drilling depth, um, and that means that up to that vertical depth of. Uh, 
of 150 to 200 meter, we we have been finding uh, uh, conclusive results already in our first seven drill holes. So this is a very promising um, start uh, point to to start further exploration, um, and and that's what we're that that's what we're looking at. Okay, and, and will the other 13 holes come out before Christmas? When when will we know more? Um, it's it's very likely that uh, the the, the first uh, 20 holes will come out before Christmas. Okay. But we'll have to, but we'll have to see about that. Okay. And then you they said... Are, they are now at the assaying lab um, and uh, they will be sent in the next week uh, bit by bit uh, to the uh, assaying lab in, uh, in Canada. Um, we reckon with a turnaround time and of in between three weeks and two months, depending on uh, the capacity situations of, uh, of our provider. Understood. We're hearing backlogs in Canada all across the board, but let's say, okay, so they're on their way. Um, you mentioned that you would then go out to your previous contact, industry contacts, you know, subject to you finding what you think you can find here and raising the capital that way. So you're introducing what strategic partner money or industry? I mean, how, how, do, how do you term that? Because because obviously that's not retail, you know, you're going to who you know, and they know you reputationally, and you feel now that they will back you. What gives you that certainty that they would walk into, industry partners walk into such an early stage project like this? It's only made in resource at this point. Well, I, what I believe in is that Rare Earth is a very strategic value chain approach. So we will not jump uh, immediately uh, into the downside of the value chains. But what we can do is if we find traction with um, uh, mid and downstream players in terms of uh, expressions of, of interest uh, in rare earths as general uh, and, and also in looking at our project, we can prepare that value chain for the, for the future. So it's all about setting up cooperative uh, initiatives and uh, that can move us with the money which is available on the market in the second stage of uh, value add, uh, what for rare earth is first of all, after mining it, the beneficiation that we just talked about. Uh, after that, the separation of impurities. And after that, the separation of the single rare earth elements into groups which have an attractive and a valuable uh, profile for being used in uh, high-tech uh, materials. And of course, power magnets, uh, NDPR, neodymium, presidium based magnets is one very big um, part of that. Uh, a big part of the value from our product portfolio is coming from that NDPR that will be used in the permanent magnets that are using uh, electric vehicle motors and in the turbine, in the generators for windmills, which is a, a very big um, uh, upramping market worldwide at the moment. And, um, as any intelligence company will confirm you, uh, at the moment, no foreseeable satisfaction of the demand in the next 10 years for, this, uh, rare, for these rare earth products um, are, are seen, which means there is a huge opportunity also outside of China and geopolitically de risk from China to bring new material in that gap, in that market. Well, I think that that's to be seen so far at the moment. X China is yet to be pr pr proved up. Um, look, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to again, just want again, I want to leave this conversation with with all the knowledge I have. Your early stage, you got five million bucks. 
And talking about the future is, is great. We understand the supply demand um, economics around uh, NDPR, which is fantastic. You're in, you're in a good space. But how do you move it from what you've got now to come even, even close to being able to talk, talk, talk that game? Because five million bucks, do some drilling, then you'll speak to some partners who may give you some pieces of paper, MOUs, letters of intent, some, some sort of interest that you can show to the market to go and raise some more money to do more drilling, right? To move this maiden resource into a, a bigger resource? I think, I think at the moment, uh, Matt, it is just about finding the right traction in the market and to prove that this interest uh, really exists. Um, from that point on, um, we will find cooperation partners, as I just addressed along the value chain, that will um, make it possible to go from the early exploration stage into a fully-fledged operational uh, uh, diamond drilling uh, project to get the reserves at a, at a stage which will justify the setup of, uh, of a scalable plant, a scalable beneficiation plant, first of all, and then certainly when we have reached that, uh, we will also look at the further uh, steps to get the impurities out of the, the pro project. Um, and we'll do that with uh, technical cooperation partners that uh, have the know-how and the uh, track record to do this. Okay, so, so explain, maybe explain to me a little bit about what happened before the RTO happened, because I'm perhaps missing something here. Normally people go and drill, they, they drill the resource and they put out the main resource and then they increase the size of it and then they go down the study routes. You're already in your, in your PowerPoint talking about the benefication, you know, um, the, the whole proce processing, uh, all, that, all that story. How much work did the previous company do on this? Why are you able to put a number of 65% recovery on the, on the monocyte out? Well, I, I think you're addressing uh, very rightly, uh, Matt, that we will move uh, from milestone to milestone. And our absolute focus at the moment is in enhancing the, re uh, in enhancing the resource. This is what we're going for. We have some good uh, results to, uh, to, to look at. Um, but we also have done some... Uh, metallurgical studies or the company before the listing, uh, ETEC Metals from the UK, to, to have a look at the mineralogy and the metallurgy in general, uh, if there is any bottlenecks foreseen uh, for beneficiating this material or not. And uh, the results from this first um, preliminary test, so to say, um, they have come out very positively. And to be enhanced as well, of course, uh, these are not representative tests, uh, only made with uh, uh, some tons of outcrop material, but uh, have indeed indicated uh, some, some positive first results that we will uh, follow up to. Okay, fine. So S SGS has uh, had a look at it. It's, it's a small bulk sample and it's it kind of lab type conditions, obviously, so 65%. As a starting point is, is not too bad. Do you, now you know that, now you can use that. Are you going to put more effort and, and, and money into that? Or do you know that you need to get focused on drilling and that that is the way forward? Absolutely, Matt. The first money that we have will be spent in enhancing the resource. And that will be the drilling campaigns that will be rolled out in, uh, in the end of this year and in the coming years. Um, our first, uh, our next drilling campaign will actually start next week already. Um, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to keeping this drive in the project, spending the money of our investors uh, intelligently and efficiently 
Um, we want to capitalize on the exploration asset uh, first. So that's where the money will be flowing. Fantastic. Okay. And I'll save you some time. I'll, I'll tell people now, Namibia is a great place to do business. The government is very, very pro-mining. So uh, no, no problems on, on that front either. Have you done work in Africa before? I've been working uh, in, uh, in, in other areas in Africa as well, for example, in, uh, in, in Zimbabwe. And um, it's a great place uh, to be in Namibia compared to very, various other jurisdictions in, uh, in Africa. Uh, the, as well, the mining... Uh, as the mineral processing um, um, operations have a very strong legal guidance, um, and, and and that is a, that's a big boon. The infrastructure of Namibia is uh, is fantastic. Our project lies just next to the railway tracks and uh, the B2 highway to the Walvis, port, uh, Walvis Bay port, which is one of the biggest industrial ports in ports in southwestern Africa. Um, from all points of views. It's, it's fantastic to uh, have this project uh, in, in such a logistical and infrastructural uh, developed country. For sure. Well, look, um, Albert, uh, thank you for coming on the show and telling us about it. it it's, it's new. I, uh, there's, there's nothing I can say. One thing, yeah. one thing we should still address, Matt. I yeah. don't want to forget about it because okay. it's actually driving our uh, business principle very much. This project has been discovered, discovered by looking at its footprint. Its footprint in terms uh, of energy use, its footprints in terms of purity of the uh, asset itself, but certainly also uh, its footprint in terms of ESG principles. And we're following this very strongly. We follow the standards that is, are available on this, but also we develop these standards already now with our partners, uh, for example, with the Global Rare Earth Industry Association, that is developing a clean sourcing uh, uh, principle and certificate, and we're working strongly with them. Um, and um, we also want to add value to the uh, local community. Uh, we are hiring local uh, employees from the local uh, tribes and also from other groups of the population. We have a balanced out, balanced out uh, concept uh, and uh, yeah, a, a fully integrated and also de-risked one in, in that sense, we want to be, uh, in principle, a top-notch benchmark project for ESG-related um, uh, um, mining project development. That's what we want, and that's what we stand for. Fantastic. You should speak to uh, Bannerman Energy just down the road from you. You have the same principles. Um, so, look, I appreciate your time, Albert. Let's just say, come back on and... and uh, let us know how you got on with certainly with the remaining uh, drill holes and obviously the rest of the program. Uh, rare earth is hot at the moment. Um, need all, all the rare earths we can get. So appreciate your uh, time today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt. Looking forward to uh, the interest that we will raise.